0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: So the defense did their job, Cordell. They really stepped up. Um, it's amazing what this defense has looked like since they have traded for Roquan Smith. They've only given up an average of 13.6 points per game since trading for Roquan Smith, which is phenomenal. Uh, you know, the, what the defense needed to do today was to try to help out the offense because they were missing their starting quarterback. And to me, they did just that. You know, they uh, it was unfortunate. And seeing um, Kenny Pickett go out early in the game, you know the the sack by Roquan, he fell kind of hard and was in concussion protocol. So they bring in Mitch Trubisky, but it, you know for a minute, Mitch Trubisky was moving that ball down the field. Yeah. And I was like, "Are the Ravens really going to let Mitch Trubisky be the one to win this football game?" And then they said, "Ah, ah, ah, no, it won't." So mm. you know, come out, come in, and get. Three interceptions only allowed 14 points. Um, The seven points came in the fourth quarter, unfortunately, because it kind of continues the trend of us having this conversation about giving up points in the fourth quarter. But nonetheless, they found a way to help their offense out by being really good uh, on defense today and holding the Steelers to 14 points. Now, we'll talk about Roquan. We'll talk about Queen in a second. I'm not going to harp hard on this. This is why I want to get this off my chest real fast. Marlon Humphrey did not have a good
0: day. No, he did And
1: Marlon Humphrey knows he didn't have a good day. He tweeted that he didn't have a good day. He said he was a liability today. I want to get this off because I feel like this is going to be a conversation, but it's really hard to go hard on somebody who has played relatively well all year long. Mm-hmm. I hated the pass interference call in the end zone. Yeah. I thought it was—I thought it was ridiculous. Um, he was peeking back at you know behind, and behind the line of scrimmage too much for me, which is why he was getting beat the way that he was at times. But ultimately, as long as a guy can hold themselves accountable and say, "I didn't play well, and I got to play better," that works for me. Especially when you've played consistently well this season.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been on record for saying Marlon Humphrey has been not only one of the best defensive players on this defense, maybe the best defensive player on this defense as a season uh, to this point and as a whole, but one of the better defenders in the NFL this season. He has been, Um, but this wasn't his best day. George Pickens, he has a couple of down the field catches on him. Deontay Johnson beats him. Um, Marlon, like you said, he was a liability down the field. I had to wipe my eyes and say, is that say 44 or 24? Uh, it didn't look good for Marlon a couple of times, but you know, I, I really, like you said, I, I thought that defensive passing interference was atrocious. I thought that was such a good play from Marlon to be it able was. to bounce back off of giving up the big play. To Pickens the very next play they go right back at him try to get the touchdown and I thought he made a great play on the ball It's nothing else he could have possibly done there I thought that flag was so bogus um, but other than that you know besides the Marlin situation it's not much to gripe about on the no. defense you know they, they took away the run game which we expected them to do um, Najee Harris only 12 carries 33 yards did have the red zone touchdown um, but Besides that, the run game was pretty much shut down. Uh, The pass game, sure, Mitch Trubisky, somewhat of an efficient 22 for 30, 276 yards, but three interceptions. And we talked about it a lot coming into this game. Kenny Pickett had done such a good job of not turning the ball over. But here comes Mitch Trubisky, and that whole thing (laughs) goes out the window. Turnovers is just what he does. And I had been saying the winner of this game was going to be the defense that can make the most plays. The Ravens defense made the most plays in this one. Yep. Uh, the nice interception from Roquan Smith just coming out of nowhere to snag that interception over the middle. Patrick Queen not being outdone. It's clear to me that those two guys have their own, like, individual battle with each other. They Like yep. we've been saying, since Roquan got here, he motivates Patrick Queen to take his game to another level, this game was was an example of that he wanted to go out there and make just as big of a play as his teammate did and he and he, he did it um but you know and then you get Marcus Williams to go out there welcome back Marcus Williams yep. F- first game back he goes and gets an interception uh, shocker there but this this defense looks really good and they're back to doing what they've been doing all year forcing turnovers getting to the quarterback um, you know, I, I really can't say t- enough about the job that the defense did in this game. They won the game, especially once the backup quarterback goes out. Uh, you know, it, it started to look a little bleak there for the Ravens, like, yes, it uh-oh. did. What's, what's about to happen? You know, that they're letting the Steelers hang around a lot, it's still a one score game pretty much the entire game. And I, you're just wondering, like, okay, is it at some point the Steelers are going to be the ones to go out there and make a play and it just never happened.
1: Yeah. And so with that, you know, you really appreciate what Patrick Queen and what Roquan Smith is doing and what their relationship is like as a result, because it, it, I, I agree with you. I think that they're in a acute competition with each other. And I think that Patrick Queen is basically being, he's leveling himself up because the guy that he's playing with is such a great player. It forces him to play at a high level, and sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need somebody to come in and and play super well, and people to compliment this person and say this person is playing great. For you to be like, well, I want people to compliment me. I want to play great, so I want to you know step my game up. And it does feel like that. Queen has had his game stepped up as a result of what's going on since the Roquan trade. And so it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch them go back and forth and have this cute little competition, but the competition is actually beneficial for the defense as a whole. That's really what you want. And, you know, I know we've had some things about Patrick Queen over time, but this year I just really felt like even before Roquan came, I thought that he had he was playing at a, a much better level than we have seen. Add the fact that you bring in Roquan Smith in the trade. He's definitely done great things for this team. And uh, it's fun to watch. And I think that it'll definitely be something that we can look forward to, hopefully for years to come. You really hope that this is something that the Ravens can find a way to sign Roquan in the offseason. Because this guy is worth every single dollar.
2: Yeah, they definitely have to find a way to get this deal done with Roquan, uh, not only just to make the trade look like it was worth it, but this is clearly a quality player uh, on your team, one of the best playmakers you have. And it's clear to see how he has ignited this defense, how he's brought a different type of energy to this defensive group and really this linebacker unit uh, especially. And we saw Josh Bynes when the Ravens brought him back last year and the impact he had on Patrick Queen. It's very similar right now, if not better. Uh, A bigger impact, I would say, that Roquan Smith has had on Patrick Queen because he just, again, he makes him just want to step his game up and play at the level that I think we all thought Patrick Queen could play at. It was just, can we see it on a more consistent basis? And I think we're starting to now. um, The pass rush is still getting there. They're still getting enough pressure on the quarterback. The turnovers are happening. They're getting coverage uh, interceptions. They're getting interceptions that are happening due to quarterbacks just simply not having a lot of time back there. And, you know, this is the perfect time I think for this defense to start uh, to to really get hot. This offense has so much going on right now from injuries to production to coaching. You can't rely on them right Mm -hmm. now. And Justin Houston, he said it pretty good the other day, you know, this time of year, you want to rely on your defense. You want your defense to kind of be the best thing going for you because offense comes and goes. But as long as that defense is there, you usually have a shot. And looking at this Ravens defense, I know they've had their hiccups here or there, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't think that they're perfect by any means, but this is definitely one of the more elite units in the NFL right now. And if the Ravens have any type of real success this year, It'll mainly be because of his defense.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they they have leveled themselves up in such a big way. And sometimes the best um, teacher is the guy that that the person that's next to you because you watch their work ethic. You watch what they you know, you watch them play at such a high level and it forces you to want to play at a high level. And I think that that's what happened in the case of, you know, Queen and Smith. I I love seeing, look, if if y'all want to play, have a look like a nice friendly competition against each other and it works for the betterment of this team, I'm all for it. 110%. So it's fun to watch C queen, you know, play well consistently and people start to eat their words a little bit. You know, I I think that we were hard on him. We, not me, but (laughs) y'all, we're a little hard on him. Um, because, you know, people wanted some more consistency. And I just think that I, that we think that guys that come out in the first round are just automatically going to play at a high level. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. And I think that you have to be patient. I think you don't really know if a person is going to play really well until maybe about the third year. And so we know that this is Queen's third year. Um, and sometimes it's later than that. You know, we've seen guys gl- grow and glow up later than that but you have to give guys opportunity to develop not everybody is going to play at the level you think that they should be playing based on their draft position and i think that patrick queen is a great example of that um we didn't it's crazy because the 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 defensive line was actually getting pressure but mr biffsy he can really move around so he was avoiding sacks left and right he was really getting on my nerves quite frankly but the one thing that I, I you, that I think stands out is the fact that Calais, you know, blocks the field goal, which potentially puts them up because they did score a touchdown late in the game. And that would have been another 10 points that we would have had to talk about, Cordell, in terms of, oh, here go the Ravens again, you know, um, giving up 10 plus points or whatever in the fourth quarter but uh, Calais is just a monster dog. Like it, it's such a joy yeah. having a guy like him on this team. He can continuously get pressure and he's also a really good special teams player.
2: Yeah. Calais, he, he, especially on special teams, we've seen him make these types of impact plays a ton of times throughout his career, getting the timely field goal block, uh, getting a timely sack. Calais is just one of the leaders on his team. And every time, he gets put in a key situation to be able to show he he does it. Um, and this is, again, this is a part of just this Ravens-Steelers rivalry. You never know how you're going to end up winning the game, what plays are going to be those winning plays. But that field goal block couldn't have happened at a better time. And looking at it, the Ravens went by two, that field goal happens, you know, who knows? Right. Um, who knows what ends up happening? So that that was a big moment in the game. But right now, I feel I feel very confident in a defensive unit that looks like they're feeling confident themselves. Um, secondary still worries me a little bit because although they were able to force some turnovers, two of them from the linebacking unit, Mitch um, Trubisky was able to move the ball on these guys. He, he was, was throw the ball kind of all over the field. Um, that's the one thing that worries me. They've got to be able to cut that out. But, again, turnovers are the great equalizer, and they're doing a great job of that right now.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and the Ravens have done really good with that all year long, and so they've just continued the trend of, you know, just finding ways to make some plays when they needed it because both times they were driving, you know, and, and both of those plays, I think those intercep- – well, two of those interceptions from the linebackers came in the red zone, and then the one that Marcus Peters was – you know, Marcus Peters, Marcus Williams – uh. Well, they they spotted him at the one yard line, which was interesting because, you know, his his forward progress to me had him in the end zone. But not here nor there Uh, so it was very interesting that they was able to make those stops when they really needed to make those stops because they were moving down the field prior to that happening. So I, I can't say enough about what this defense has been in the over the past five to six weeks. They've been they really stepped their game up and it's just been fun to watch see how they've grown and how Roquan has just made a, such a difference into what this game has been for the Ravens defense this upcoming season. So, um, you know, luckily, look, look, for them, they got Cleveland, which will be interesting because uh, and Joku is back. And they, you know, yes, Deshaun Watson has not played well, but – From a tight end perspective, you know, prior to Njoku going out of that game in the first Ravens game, I mean, he was really having a day. I I do wonder how much of a difference this makes now with Roquan being on this roster because he wasn't there the first time. So we'll find out on Saturday, but I feel really good about it because now all of a sudden they have a monster in the middle of the field.
2: As do I. I feel pretty good about it. Myself, both the Queen and Roquan are playing really well in pass coverage right now. Uh, And Joku is definitely going to be a problem. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be a problem. Amari Cooper presents a problem. So um, we'll see what happens. And what I've been seeing a lot from Watson, and I know we'll talk about it a lot later on in the week, but he's been very mobile as a blade. He's not really... He's holding the ball a lot. He's not sure of what he's seeing in the past game. So, as a result, he's choosing to take off and use his legs a lot. Can the Ravens bottle him up enough to not allow him to extend plays and extend drives with his legs? Absolutely. So,
1: yeah, we'll find that out coming up on Sunday. But for this week, man, the D- um, Saturday, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting that we flexed this yeah. game for whatever reason to make it on Saturday. But we will find out on Saturday. But um, you have to really love what you're seeing right now from this defense. They're playing consistently good. Outside of that Jaguars game, they've really done a number um, over the past few weeks.